In this episode of Josh Reed's Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Damned Women by Charles Baudelaire from the complete poems of Charles Baudelaire. And this particular poem comes from the collection Fleur de Mal, which in my copy has been translated to Flowers of Evil. Damned Women, Delphine and Hippolyta. Half hidden in the dying light's caress, amid deep cushions steeped in musky scents, Hippolyta relived the crucial kiss that tore the veil from blissful ignorance. As travellers will turn for one last glance to blue horizons crossed at break of day, wild-eyed she sought her own lost innocence, a paradise of pure naivete. The shattered look, the violated air, defeated arms and dull docility. Although they served to emphasise despair, enhanced their beautiful fragility. A lioness will rest beside her prey, once she is mauled and marked as her own. Contented, calm and patient, Delphine lay quietly appraising her companion. She hoped to find in this pale victim's eyes the little silent songs that pleasure sings, and gratitude that in the form of sighs can overflow the heart's own hidden springs. Grown bolder now, she kneels before the girl, voluptuously savouring her prize, and moving ever closer, she appeals for sweet rewards on spoken words of praise. Hippolyta, my dear, you realise by now that cruel winds must never be allowed to touch your sacrificial flowers. To do so would defile them, shamefully. My kisses are as gentle as the wings of mayflowers glancing off a crystal lake. Rough lovers scarify you with their tongues, a plowshare leaves a furrow in its wake. Men trample on your body, brutally, as if you, too, were but an animal. Hippolyta, my dear sister, look at me, my soul, my heart, my equal and my all. Let me, through your eyes, see heaven unveiled. Come, heal me with your gaze, and be my friend. Love's deeper secrets ache to be revealed. I have a dream to share that never ends. But then Hippolyta looked up and said, My heart is not ungrateful, not at all, nor do I feel remorse. My nerves are bad, as if I had survived a bacchanal. I'm overwhelmed by dread. A scattered band of sirens seems to call me down a road. The road goes nowhere, and is only sand, dead ends at every turn like bales of blood. Are we so shameful then? Is this a crime? Why do I feel such fear, such cowardice? The way you call me angel makes me squirm, and yet my mouth is hungry for your kiss. Why must you always test my willingness, you whom I would love forever, even if that love should prove to be a snare? Yes, even if that kiss should cost me heaven. Delphine, imperious and agonized, as if Apollo had her any spell, with eyes ablaze and hair on end, replies, when faced with love, how dare you mention hell? To hell with him who got us this, in this mess, the one who first became enamoured of decency, wickedness, virtue and vice, who modelled up morality and love. The man who wants to forge hermetic bonds between the dark of night and light of day will never animate his feeble glands or be consumed by love's auto de fe. Go find yourself some ignorant young fool. Offer your innocence for him to waste. Then when he's poor, your breasts all black and blue. You'll run to me, disgusted and disgraced. 
One cannot serve two masters on this earth. But then the girl cried out. I'm torn apart. I feel this strange dilation in myself. A black, expanding hole inside my heart. An emptiness with a volcano's heat. Nothing can satiate this fury's flesh. And nothing slack the thirst that sears her throat. Her blazing torch will burn my blood to ash. Go close the curtains. Let the world go by. We'll see if sheer exhaustion leads to rest. I'll need a final resting place when I annihilate myself upon your breast. Anoint thee, wretched victims, and be gone. Begin this sharp descent through endless hell. Down to the lowest depth of all. Go down into the pit where guilt has whipped pell-mell. By fulminating winds of flying fire, mad shadows and condemned to seek in vain the evanescent end of wild desire, to find their pleasure giving birth to pain, in caverns where the sun has never shone, by chinks and cracks and crevices will come, willow the wisps and deadly mists that drown pale bodies in a poisonous perfume. That rigorous sterility of yours corrupts desire and toughens tender skin. And yet, the foolish fire of lust endures to whip the flesh like some old flag, warm thin. Untouchable, condemned eternally to scavenge in the wilderness like wolves. Fulfill your fate, licentious souls, and flee the endlessness you feel within yourselves. Thank you for listening. And on to the commentary for Damned Women by Charles Baudelaire. This poem comes out of a collection called um, Fleur de Mal, or in English, Flowers of Evil. Um, I find a lot of the time with sort of French titles, sometimes it's just like In Search of Lost Time for Proust is La Recherche de Thomas Perdu. And while I have an appalling French accent, um, because as my French teachers used to say, I sound like an Aussie um, trying to speak French, which I never quite could ever be offended by because I am an Aussie trying to speak French. And the interesting thing with that is uh, poetry, especially in translation, it's sometimes you read translations and you think, why is this poet worth translating? Like, what is it about this poet that someone sat down and spent a year researching and, and translating? Um, and other times you read a translation and you think, yeah, that's cool. I, I get why everyone loves this poet. I get why people love this poetry. I get it. You can read it and you just, you see it. And with this particular translation of Baudelaire, which is by Walter Martin, it's really well done because I've got, I have a bilingual edition and the rhyming scheme is the same. Um, the stanzas are the same. So the, the translator has done an amazing job at least structurally, I don't, my French isn't good enough to say, oh, 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 well, in French you said this, but in English you said this. Um, but from a reading point of view, because there are a lot of people recommend, when, when you tell people they read, you read poetry, quite often a certain kind of poetry reader will automatically say, oh, have you read Baudelaire? Have you read Blake? Have you read... Actually, no, you usually get Blake, Baudelaire... And then after that, it's kind of an eclectic mix of, you know, T.S. Eliot, uh, Emily Dickinson, E.E. E. Cummings. Um, some people will say, have you read Arthur Rimbaud? And then after that, it's just a kind of Hail Mary of whoever you're talking to. 
if you're into Aussies, they might give you some Australian poetry recommendations, maybe. And after, yeah, so it's just, it is interesting to, um, to finally, when you do read translation, where you can appreciate the quality of the poetry in your own language. Um, because let's face it, life's too short to learn, you know, 12 different languages or 100 languages so you can read poetry in the original. Although, if you're Basil Bunting and, and T.S. Eliot and Ezra Pound and poets of that generation, you believe that to be able to speak more than one language makes you a better poet. In fact, the best poets, as far as they were concerned, were at least bilingual, if not polymath. Even if Pound couldn't translate into Chinese into English properly, because you don't understand Chinese. But the theory is there, I suppose. And when you read, if you do read Baudelaire, and you do read Fleur de Mal, which is probably a good place to start with Baudelaire, it, when you read it cover to cover, it reads like a sequence. It doesn't... It does read like a collection of poems, but you can read it as a sequence, and it kind of works quite nicely as a sequence because of the, the flow of one poem into the next. And so when I was originally planning this episode, I was toying with the idea of reading the entire Ritty of Fleur de Mal, and then decided that maybe just reading Damn Women and just kind of gauging whether or not anyone was interested in, in me reading Baudelaire. And also, and that's why I chose Damn Women, because it's, it's an interesting poem. It's a nice scene in a moment between the main event that's already happened and the kind of what's about to be the consequences of the main event. So there's kind of a nice window into a moment. Um, and it's well written, it sounds like poetry. When you read it aloud, it looks like poetry on the page. It's a well-told story. Um, and it's just fun to read. And that's really the only reason you should read poetry, really, is because you enjoy it, because it you know, elicits some kind of visceral reaction out of you. And that's, that's it for me. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, I really appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed my reading of Dan Women by Charles Baudelaire. Thank you.